Balotelli. Aguero! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. Gavin keeps it. Skill on goal. Look at that pass. Hayden! Goal! Columbus! There are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross and Dempsey is denied again. And Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! This is the beautiful game. Oh, it's incredible! Described by two uglies. Stupendous! Welcome to Bone and Beam United. This is a thing of genius. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up, I am Bone? And I am Bean. So many interesting things to get to today on the podcast. We have got some news about the Columbus Crew signing a Champions League level defender. It's Columbus Could Crew SC. Oh, no, it's no, it's not. And they can go to hell. Mm-hmm. It's Columbus Crew. And it's it's the right the circle logo is what it is. But anyway, that's I'm like I'm like Ricky Bobby where he talks about Jesus. And it's like, you pray to whatever Jesus you want to. I'm praying to little... Eight pounds, little six baby, ounce baby, baby Jesus. Baby Jesus. That's <laughs> who I pray to. I pray to round, circle, beautiful logo, not the stupid pennant logo. Anyway, talk that's what I Talk to me about picture. your orb. Yeah. So we're going to talk about another team for Milos. We'll get to that in a second. Mm. Also, your guy, Cristiano Ronaldo, throwing a hissy fit. Mm-hmm. Get a little mad about something going on in his world. We'll talk about it. Uh, player for one of the big four in London or well in London and in England soccer getting accused of fixing games yeah placing very odd bets we'll discuss that uh and it's going to be chilly in Columbus when the World Cup qualifier comes here next week but shocker it's January <laughs> right I, it's up this also going to make a bold prediction going to be cold for the home opener for MLS in February yeah. so going to say that mm-hmm. um but before we get to all of that We've got to talk about a a wonderful game that was played in the Premier League uh, yesterday. Uh, we're recording on Thursday. Before we even get to that, though, Beamer, how was your week? How are things going? It's good, man. Good. Can't complain. Very excited. I know the last time, uh, last week we did this podcast, was talking about perhaps procuring tickets to the U.S. Men's National Team World Cup qualifier coming up against El Salvador. No, we'll get into that a little bit. I have procured a ticket. Oh. Neighbor and Eric and I take the Death Star next Thursday. Oh, is neighbor what we're Eric do. and you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's, so I really do want to go to that game. Here's the thing. I have learned when I go to any type of U.S. men's national team game, I can't control my yelling. And like, like as far as I'm into the game, you yeah. know, I'm chanting. I want to, you know, I'm doing all that stuff. And more so even than like your average crew game, just because you know, it's a long season in MLS. You realize the stakes of every game are not, I mean, I want the team to win three, nothing every game. Right. But I know that there's a bigger thing at stake. Sometimes you're playing a hot team. You just need to get out of there with a draw, whatever. When the U S national team is playing, like I don't have any perspective. I am like, they have to win. I have to yell. Yep. And then to do what we do, I can't come in the next day with a, voice that is all blown out because i've been shouting and yelling yeah so I, i've done that before actually uh, and it was not a good situation a few years ago right yeah it was no well, good you, you host mornings so how's that going to work if you're going to the thursday night game well, i'll tell you how it's going to work because i'm off on friday and i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not planning on doing a show that next day mm-hmm. that a boy that's the way to go yeah absolutely right 
Well, we have, of course, you know, lots to get to with talking about World Cup qualifying. We can uh, talk more about that. I guess, I mean, I guess next week I'm trying to, I will like, we'll do a podcast that will probably be irrelevant 12 hours after we do it because we'll record it and then the game will happen and it'll be all over. But we'll, we'll get into more about what the U.S. national team is looking at and what the World Cup qualifying picture looks at. We'll, we'll get into that more next week and. I look forward to you and neighbor Eric hopefully sharing some good po- photos. Oh, it'll uh, be a great uh, time. Hopefully we find fun. Neil Sika there too, and then he'll just lose his shit. That's <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's talk a bit about what happened in the Premier League the other night. Uh, Tottenham, midweek game. It was Crazy. a midweek, midweek match day in the Premier League. Tottenham and Leicester playing a ridiculous game. It ends up being... Three to two in favor of Tottenham after they come back on Leicester and Dutch winger and that too Dutch winger mm-hmm. Steven Bergvine getting it done said he lived every boy's dream after he came off the bench and scored not once but twice in stoppage time to come back from down two to one bone it wasn't even just stoppage time. It was a 95th and 97th minute in stoppage time. It's not like it was the 90th. Okay, then we're creeping into the 91st, then the 93rd. You're talking literally at the death. Usually, Tottenham supporters are feeling this same way because they're usually the one that pisses away the game at the end. No, no, says Steven Bergwine. I'm going to take this, take my ball, and go home with it. Yeah. uh, The the amount of – so we had this game on – doing the afternoon show at the fan this game was on in the afternoon we had it on and I look up and I saw it was two to one and then I see everyone going crazy and I see it's tied two to two Mm -hmm. and so then I look up just a few minutes later and I think oh the game must have ended two two because they're replaying the celebration of the goal (laughs) and then I realize wait a second that says three to two and the time is different and I like. Meanwhile, we're talking about, you know, God is Jimmy what. Garoppolo's shoulder going to be okay mm-hmm. for the NFL playoff game? So I have to like go back to focusing on that. And I'm like, my brain is just as I look up at the TV, breaking for a moment. It's hard to watch, by the way. It's hard to watch live sports while talking about something totally different. Oh, it's not. Well, it's, it's not an easy task. And luckily for the majority, I don't have to do that in the mornings. But you have to <laughs> navigate those roads a lot. Well, that's it. Like watching some of these soccer games, especially Champions League. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's huge games on. And I don't, I mean, I, I love what I do, but it's probably the better way to say that is it's hard to do your job correctly when you're distracted by soccer because <laughs> it's, you're right. The soccer is, I mean, as much as I want to watch it, I'm not getting paid in that studio to watch the soccer, but it's on and it's there and I can't not see it. But yeah, what a, what a hell of a game that was. What a comeback by him and. I can't imagine what that feels like for someone to, you know, you play your whole life, all these guys, there's, there's been thousands of premier league players or players around the world that have played soccer at a very high level, had illustrious, successful careers who have never scored a winner, right? Let alone score a tying goal and then a winning goal in the span of like three minutes. In in later than most teams ever get in stoppage time, they trail at the ninety four fifty two mark in this game. It is the latest comeback win in Premier League history. Un unreal that they were able to do that. It's really unbelievable when you think about it. And I'm just thinking about 
you know, Tottenham supporters all over the place again. I mean, just going crazy, right? Because they've kind of been uh, <laughs> they've been through the ringer a little bit over the past uh, year and change or so. But yeah, for Steven Bergwijn to be able to do this, it was great. Yeah, he kind of harkened back, at least for me, you know, with the United perspective, how there was like four minutes added in stoppage time, and then Michael Owen somehow scores in like the 98th minute. It's like, where did all that time come from? You yeah, know, like right. he does that, but no, to to be able to do that to come back and not only get a result with one point, but to be able to get three points uh, clear. I mean, they, they do, they have histories of doing this because remember against Ajax a couple of years ago, was it Lucas Mora who netted a brace right at the end of the game to move them on? I believe to the champions league final against Liverpool uh, was something. So they have the knack of doing this, but yeah, growing up, right. I mean, scoring an equalizing goal on the road at Leicester would be one thing, but then to follow it up 90 seconds later with a game winning goal, really unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. So uh, looking at the standings here, Tottenham, that that massive three points has vaulted them over a couple teams, including your uh, mm-hmm. Manchester United. Although I guess they were ahead of Manchester United anyways, right? Am I wrong? I don't know. I, think, Not, I don't yeah. have the table in front of me. I'm stupid. Whatever. They're 36 points. They're sitting in the in the fifth spot right now. Uh, so just one point off West Ham at this point uh, with three games fewer played. So They're in a good was, spot. They they and Manchester United were making up games, right? That's what that those games were yesterday. Those Correct. were make up games from, you know, previously delayed COVID or whatever it was. I think I'm guessing it was COVID. I don't think those were from replays of FA Cup or something. No. Anyway, so yeah, Tottenham suddenly in a very nice spot there, looking like a team that if they can start or continue to put things together, they could be in those that top four. It's it's not that far off for them. That is a I didn't. I didn't think we would be there with this team. I wasn't sure what was going to happen with Tottenham this year, but they seem to be hanging around. Well, I don't either. Does... I mean, remember all the drama going off uh, this past summer with Harry Kane? Was he going to be here? Was he yes, not going to be here? What course. was going on? Was he going to get sold at the last minute? Was he going to go to City? My God, they don't need any help, uh, by the way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there was so much drama surrounding this team, and the fact that they're in a well, not not top four yet, but you just do the quick math, like you mentioned, West Ham sitting on twenty two games played, thirty seven points. Tottenham have three games in hand on them and only trailing them by one point for all intents and purposes, uh, basically in the top four at this point of the season. Yeah, it's, it's that is uh, that's quite a place to be. So very the, the Premier League is just starting to heat up and we're not even out of the transfer window yet. And I, the title race is over, but everything else is pretty well, good. Okay. Yes. The, I'm okay. I don't even look at the title race. I don't. That's that's just that's that's its own thing. I'm looking at what we have as far as these teams that are intriguing and have a chance to make it to champions league. And that's, that's more where I'm at with this. And I'm, and I'm thinking that we're going to have a good battle shaping up there. I think you're going to have a good relegation battle shaping up mm-hmm. as well. Uh, speaking of that, uh, Watford, my guys playing Friday at 3 PM. Oh, good. I'll be on the air and distracted again, <laughs> trying to watch Watford, but they are hosting Norwich. So three points, no excuses, job done. That's what you have. There's nothing. There's no. I don't know. Norwich, else I Norwich have won, I think, two out of their last three games. One being an FA Cup game, but uh, getting the boot to Everton and then uh, good old Benitez over there getting the axe. So Norwich, hottest team in the Premier League. Not right, really, fine. but hotter well, than what they were for the first like 15 games. Well, no, what I'm saying is Norwich, you have to get three points off. Oh, because... I, thought, I thought you were saying. No, okay. no, no, no. I'm not saying guarantee at all. I'm okay. saying you're at home and they are a point behind you. Now they've got a few games in hand on Watford. Watford have to get three points tomorrow. Like that's not, I'm saying it's not negotiable. You have to do that. So yeah, that's, that's where my, uh, 
my sorry, I had a little Watford fandom going on there for a second. You know, hardcore supporter of Watford mm-hmm. for many, many diehard all yep. all these low these many years. Uh, yeah, that's what I what I've got going on right now. Um, we'll get into a little bit more Premier League discussion in a bit. Uh, but let's switch gears and talk about the World Cup because obviously we have World Cup qualifier coming up. The uh, chill index they're saying for the U.S. national team game against mm-hmm. El Salvador in Columbus is a uh, kickoff temperature of 25 degrees. Yeah, and you know what? That's not bad. I mean, we here in central Ohio deal with that for like four months out of the year. So 25 degrees at kickoff, you can live with that. You scheduled this game in Columbus in January. What did you think was going to happen? Right. I, I mean, I assume they thought this would be very similar to when they played that game in Colorado against Costa Rica, however many years ago that was. It's probably nine or ten years ago now. But one played. where they had to shovel the snow off the field to keep the lines yeah. clean. Yeah. The snow classico, one nothing victory that then I remember Costa Rica after the game was like, This is BS. How do we play in these conditions? Yes, it like, is BS. Welcome to the was, States but- in our home home field advantage. <laughs> well, did you see uh Walker Zimmerman had some words about that where he, he did, said yeah. He he wants it to be freezing because he said that he thinks that's an advantage for the American players. And I don't know, probably it's an advantage for some of the American-based players. But you have so many guys now playing in Europe that, I mean, they just don't play. You don't see a lot of games in 25-degree weather, you know, with the wind chill factors probably in the low teens. Single digits, single digits is what yeah. they're saying. I was looking at the advanced forecast. Oh, yeah. You know what? I don't, don't really care. Did you talk to old Ross Caruso? Or I Jeff talked Caruso to Jeff Booth. I yeah, talked to Jeff, Jeff Booth. What's Jeff saying? What's he got to say? I told Jeff this morning. I said, Jeff, I'm going to the soccer game next Thursday. Uh, what's it looking like? He's like, yeah, mid-20s. Uh, you should be okay. Just make sure that your extremities are covered. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm going to wear gloves and snow pants and everything. How will the beer blanket affect my warmth? He said, if you've got a beer blanket on, you're fine. So I don't really care about the health and safety of the actual players. As long as I'm, you know, fine, I think that's all that really matters in my selfish world that I live in. That's right. That's that's so the reason why the reason, by the way, the reason why neighbor Eric and I are going to the game together, uh, he's obviously crew season ticket holder. You've listened to him here on this show before, you know, he's a diehard fan. And so he got two tickets for this game. And I want to say they're right behind like five or six rows up behind the goal uh, in the South stands. We're going to have great. Yeah, they're going to be great. And yeah. so the That's reason I why last year, those are perfect seats. Yeah, they're fantastic. And so the reason why him and I are going, because my wife Meredith actually wanted to go to this game. We went a, a handful of years ago to the cup qualifier against Jamaica uh, over at, over at historic cruise stadium, which was fantastic. She was like, I love cheering for the U S I'd like to go to that game. I said, okay, perfect. I said, you do realize it's in the middle of January. She goes, doesn't matter. I'm cool. Well, she's gotten into tennis by the way too. So she has a tennis lesson. Uh, at eight o'clock on Thursday night, she's like, I would have to cancel tennis. Uh, okay, I'm going to go to the tennis. So I'm like, all right. So I'm basically by myself. Neighbor Eric's wife, who is a diehard crew fan as well. is like ah, Thursday night going to be freezing temperatures. I don't think that's something that I'm in. So magically he just texted me, said, Hey, I got an open ticket. Uh, if you wanted to go to this game, I said, hell yes, I'm in. Uh, so Meredith basically chose tennis over her country and neighbor Eric's <laughs> wife is scared of the cold. So there you go. That's why we're going together. <laughs> Hey, I also like that. Uh, I'm sorry, darling. I won't be able to make it to your soccer match. I've got tennis this Ooh, evening. You've got my you know? tennis lesson. Got my tennis lesson, lovey. If you can manage, please. Uh, <laughs> sure you put the cucumbers in the water before you leave. <laughs> Get the funk out of your water. Put the cucumbers in. <laughs> that's that's you know it, buddy. You got it right. Uh, so I you sent me this 
earlier today too, and I think it's uh, worth noting that the the final World Cup before there is a World Cup back in the United States with forty eight teams. Yes, with way more teams and good lord, whatever that's going to look like. But twenty twenty six, that World Cup is the one where I mean, Lord willing, we're still a walking on this earth, you mm. and me. I plan on taking weeks off, not days, weeks off to Great. attend soccer games. Like I, I plan on my kids will be a lot older. I, I may mortgage the house to like afford all the tickets, and I may have to because I just saw that Cutter's World Cup final tick price, tick price, and yeah, tick price, tick price. Tick price. The, the ticket prices are up forty six percent over the Russia World Cup final. Now that is for the final match, right? But the most expensive tickets on sale for the December eighteenth final at Lucille Stadium are sixteen hundred dollars face value. That's up a that's up from eleven hundred at the uh, twenty eighteen final in Russia. So, yeah, that's that's a bit. Now those are the nicest tickets you can get. Yeah, those are face value, of course. I'm sure it'll be probably there'll be tickets over ten thousand dollars for that game, depending on who's playing on the secondary market. But category two tickets are $1,000. That's up from $710 in the same category in 2018. Category three, which is the cheapest one you can get if you're an international fan traveling there, $604. That is 33% more expensive than the 455 for 2018. And the local resident price, which is category four, those tickets. Now this again, just for the final. Yeah. Those go up from $110 in 2018 to $206 for the World Cup final this it's almost year. Almost a 50% increase. Yeah. Um they're also like if you're looking at the the international tickets that are available for the World Cup opener in in 2018 the price was $220, now it's 302. So all across the board these tickets are up for opening game, for regular matches. I mean they're they're there are going to be some tickets that are pretty expensive. However, this, I guess, is good news, right? If you were, if you are looking at what it's going to be like in the U.S., uh, there are tickets for local residents and Cutter yeah. for other group stage matches that start at $11 face value. Correct. And that's the, actually the cheapest World Cup tickets since uh, back in Mexico where they were $3 for residents of the country. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll sign up for that all mm -hmm. day long. Yep, me too. I also know those tickets would be immediately sold out if they're at that. I Here's what I'm anticipating, Beamer, and I don't know how you feel about this, but number one, most every game they're going to do for a World Cup match is going to be in a giant football stadium. Like they are well, Cincinnati not, already got one, right? I mean, isn't that isn't Cincinnati is it, is already... A, did they officially say... I don't know. I saw something a couple of months ago where they had like... FIFA in town. I don't know if they were trying to woo I think them, that's them. I think or grease palms or what they were I trying think to do. That's they're still trying to figure out where the venues are going to be. Let yeah, but see. we're in a great situation here in Columbus that really any stadium that they're going to host it in, in the Midwest, you're what? Maybe a six hour drive away from that at the most being in Chicago, I would imagine five and a half, six hours. It takes you to get there. So either way, whether or not Ohio gets a game or not, you're not going to be too far away to have to travel to those games. Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll take it back. I think you're right. Cincinnati did get that. Here's, here are the host cities, according to FIFA's website, in the U.S. Now, I don't, as far as I can understand this, right, this looks like these are the, these are the, 
places where they're going to have games. Yeah. So Canada host cities are Edmonton and Toronto. Eggmington. And Eggmington, yes. Uh, Mexico, Guadalajara, Mexico City, and Monterey. Okay. Mon- oh, Monterey. Going to that stadium. That'd with be awesome, wouldn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah, that'd be sick. We should take a trip down there. Now, yes, that would. <laughs> I'd love that. I have not been to Mexico in many years, but I love going there. Um, the uh, the U.S. host cities, Atlanta, d- done. Sign me up. I'll go eight to hours stadium. or a flight. Baltimore, yep. Again, eight hours or a flight. No, great problems. city, Baltimore. By the way, Baltimore, I don't know if yeah. you've ever been to Baltimore. It's a blast. I, I, I went to- there for a wedding. It was maybe the one of the most fun weekends I've ever had. I've been to Annapolis, which I know is not Baltimore, but it's you know a city in that in that same area with like a lot of similar food stuffs mm-hmm. and oh i want to go to a bigger version of that which is what it seems like baltimore would be and i'm sure it is um but yeah baltimore's great boston the natty cincinnati is one of the host cities dallas denver houston kansas city that the you will not those tickets will be absolutely insane because that the fans are they there, playing at arrowhead I, I'm guessing that I'm guessing they have to yeah. be right. Yeah, they would have to be. I it's don't think there's any right. other stadium where they can play it. Yeah, they're not. I don't think they're putting these in MLS stadiums. I would be shocked if they are. Well, yeah, there's a certain like know. threshold of fans you have to have or like seating capacity for it to actually be hosted. Yeah. Um, and then you have uh, L.A., Miami, Nashville, New York, New Jersey. Even Nashville is, would be nice like. to go. Oh, yeah. Nashville's a great town. It's a fun town to go party in. Orlando, Philly, San Francisco, well, Bay Area, because mm-hmm. it's, you know, the football stadium. Seattle would be, is going to be incredible. Um, DC, yeah. So is Chicago point, not on the list? Soldier Field not on there? Chicago is not on the list. Damn it. No, there's no Chicago. So our closest options here are going to be Cincinnati, obviously, and then probably Nashville, Baltimore. DC and uh, Atlanta mm-hmm. or New York, I guess would be in there. Philly. Too, so. Oh yeah, yeah. Did we? Yeah, yeah. Philly's there. So we got plenty of options. What I'm saying is, I plan on probably like if if I can get tickets around fifty to sixty bucks a a piece, mm-hmm. that's that will be my pl- like over. I'm planning now. I also don't I'm, give a damn who's going to be playing in these matches. Like they're oh, World Cup teams, you, I, I don't will, give two shits who's playing. You hit it on the head. I'm not by. I will be probably. I would want to go to one, if I can get to one U.S. Men's National Team game. I will pick the least intriguing opponent. I just want to say I watched the U.S. National Team play in the World Cup on my home turf. Yeah, right. It's a must. But do. I can go to. Yeah. I can go to a group stage game. It doesn't have to be anything like big time, but. I'm saying now I'm already starting to plan financially for the world. And you're probably going to need to. That's what I mean. Like, I'm, I mean. Bone, it costs $200 to get into Cincinnati to watch Mexico play. This is a cup qualifier. If CONCACAF get their greasy hands on this, what do you think the regular ticket prices for normal people are going to cost for us? Like, they're they're going to be through the roof. I don't think you're go I don't think FIFA's going to do a similar thing with the local ticket prices. I don't think you're going to see $11 ticket prices here, but if you could be between $50 and $100 per ticket. In. Done. Yeah, but I'm saying like I I'm I'm with you. I will travel to if Cincinnati gets, you know, Switzerland playing, well Switzerland playing like Belgium or somebody like done in instantly in. Like I'm in on that 100%. I don't care. Give it me Sweden be, and Japan. 
I was Japan was just I was just gonna say if Japan's playing, I'll go watch. Like I don't care. I want to go watch international soccer played at its highest level, a World Cup game, and I just want to go be a neutral observer and have fun and drink beer and see the culture and I do I'm just like I'm lost I'm lost in this thought right now, but I can't wait. It's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, only four and a half years away. <laughs> well, that's why we gotta save. Get the plan. <laughs> I got a plan now. My kids are be like, is this for college? I'm like, uh, uh, this no. is for Daddy's World Cup beer fund. Well, no, but they'll Sorry, come girls. with me. They'll come with me. They'll be getting an education because they'll be seeing a lot of various things. Maybe your oldest kid. How old? How old is your oldest? Viv's eleven, so she'll she'll be. So we're not going to be on the precipice of driving just yet, but maybe she'll no, have no, no. her. Maybe she'll have her temps by that she time. She turns. She turns twelve this year. So fifteen and a half will get you your temps. So you're good. So you'll have yeah. a driver. Can you be the adult in the car if you are drunk sure there's no rules against that like if i don't know probably sober is that okay sure (laughs) why not is there a law against that i don't think so (laughs) i haven't checked the you know ohio law book or yeah i don't know even if we have that but i say go for it we got time to plan this out yeah that's actually we're gonna go to we're gonna only go to cities where they have light rail or (laughs) some kind of rail because that way we just hop on a thing and it takes us to our hotel and it dumps me and i'm drunk and that's all right, we'll take a break. Talk more about being the father of the year coming up. Uh, but also, we'll talk about how the Champions League, a big time participant in the Champions League, could be headed to Columbus. Details on that next. Man and er, man and bone. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yep, bone that too. United. Bone and beam United. Welcome back to Bone and Beam United. So, some news that seems to be flying around the through Twitterverse. By the time this podcast is out, maybe this news will be officially announced. Uh, but there is a a player looking to be brought in to the crew side of things who has vast European experience. Have you heard of Milos Dejanek or Dejanek? I'm not sure if I'm saying his name correctly. I have never heard of not well, not of the Dejanek variety, but Dejenic, I have heard of I have yeah. heard of Milos before. Yes. yes. Oh yes. Another another game for Milos. We we love that from Seinfeld, but so Milos is a 27 year old defender who was recently playing in, I think, for a Saudi team. I want to say was his last stop. Okay, here you can go find him on Twitter. It's Milos M I L O S D E G E N E K forty five. He is a he is a player of Serbian descent who is also Australian. He His family moved to Australia. So right off the bat, he has one of the most unique accents in the world. It is quite interesting because he has the, like, you know, Eastern Bloc, Russian-sounding-ish kind of accent. Yep. And then Australian accent mixed with that. Anyway, if you find him on Twitter, he has tweeted out things like January 10th, 10, 12 days ago, he tweeted, move forward as a warrior into next chapter, looking forward to a new beginning. And it was him in his current team's uniform. Uh, he also tweeted something else about thanks to uh, uh, the team he was playing for Al-Halal. was Al-Halal mm-hmm. in Saudi Arabia. So that's where he was this year. But he said, forever grateful for the chance, loved it, and I'll always call Al-Halal home. Keep up the fight for the championship. You will be champion. So he is like saying, I'm out of here. I'm gone. Thank you for everything, but I am out. Where is he headed? Looks like the crew multiple places reporting that he is uh headed to columbus and 
there's been Keith Nas I saw doing a lot of digging on Twitter about this. He's pretty good at that, you know? He, yeah, yeah, he he is. He's Thank a good God digger. We had him. Mm-hmm. Thank God we had him for Save the Crew, uh, among other things. But yeah, so then if you go look back, if you're not familiar with this guy's history, if you go to his Twitter account, you can see him. He's tweeted out photos of him, you know, with the likes of Virgil van Dyke, Kylian Mbappe. <laughs> uh, I mean, name your guy, Lewandowski, Mo, Mo Salah, yeah. like, all of these are games where when he was playing for Red Star Belgrade in Serbia, which just by a the way, years ago, an aside, he, he was one of their big players that helped them get to the Champions League. I know that we want to take some road trips for the upcoming 2026 World Cup. It is a bucket list item for me to go see a Red Star match. Oh, like absolute sure. bucket list. I have to do it in my life. That's yeah, that's not a road trip that you can take, obviously. Oh, no, Cup or otherwise, that's obviously a flight in a trains, Champions planes League. and automobiles, probably Champions League game at Red Star Ooh, Belgrade. It would be that's, awesome. That would be quite the thing. Yeah. So uh, but he basically Milos Dejanek, I think is how we're going to say his name for now until we're told otherwise. He, he scored goals to help secure their, you know, ability to get into the group stage with Red Star Belgrade, he has multiple big moments in Champions League. Scored a goal against Young Boys in the final qualifying round for Red Star Belgrade to put them through. I mean, this is a guy with Champions League experience. I mean, the article I'm reading right here is 2019. This is not that long ago. And he even, in that in that article, referenced that he wants to do damage on the road. Uh, on, he wants to do damage on the road to Qatar 2022. So, or Qatar. I don't know why I said Qatar. So my point is, this is a guy who has been called up plenty of times for Australia, plays for them, played in Champions League, 27 years old, looks to be coming in here. Seems like a significant upgrade, right? In your center back position? Well, it seems like think. a significant upgrade anytime you can get the experience of playing against world-class players. You know, I, I so I'm in this line of thinking, and I know that we probably did a podcast three or four years ago. By the way, we've been doing this podcast for four years. Our four-year Twitter anniversary just happened, which is, is crazy. Real? It was crazy four for years? me to think about. I thought it was three. It's actually four that we've been doing this show I together. Wow. That's so, incredible. But I've always been in the line of thinking, you know, and that Jurgen Klinsmann got dragged for saying this, like, hey, the better opportunities are over in, over in Europe. I would like my players to be playing there over against better competition. Anytime you're on the same field with Kylian Mbappe or Mo Salah or whoever, name your guy, name your VIP velvet rope section top player in the world, it's going to make you a better player. And so the fact that you're getting this guy in Columbus who has played in the Champions League over there in Europe for a pretty good side in Belgrade, who are obviously always there, they never really do anything in the Champions League, but that doesn't matter. You still get well, to play I mean, these guys. For the size of team they are, they're they're one of those clubs that like when they make Champions League and get into the group stage, that's a big deal, right? So that's, yeah. that's where they come from. They are not necessarily a team that you think is for sure going to just be, you know, going out there and winning the, the, the whole thing or being in the final. But getting there is their big accomplishment, and he's helped maintain that standard. Got them... I want to say it was like one of their first appearances in the group stage in like 20 years when he got them in there. So when he, when Milo Stejanic was part of that team. So that, yes, it's a huge deal. Yeah, of course it is. And so, you know, you ha- you've had issues with center back. You have a couple of nice players, but to add this guy into your roster, like that's a pretty damn big deal. I know he's probably not going to get the glitz and the glam is like, oh, this guy scored 30 goals in his league last year. Like we all know that goal- goals woo everybody. 
But to have a rock solid person right there, by the way, his Wikipedia page says he's Columbus Crew is his team. So yeah, we yeah, know that I Wikipedia mean, is a thousand percent correct every time that it spits <laughs> something out. Um, but there you go. So it looks like this guy's on his way to Columbus. Yeah. Here's here's another interesting aspect of this too, because as you mentioned, like the international, you know, call ups and things like that, there's always something to that where you have that curiosity. Will it be good for this player to go play in MLS, right? This is a guy who's 27 years old. I just checked to see their round of call-ups that they had for qualifying mm-hmm. or for um, were these qualifiers? I want to say in in August there was a camp. They called in their team and said, "Here, yeah, this was for the final round of uh, AFC Asian qualifying uh, for for Australia, right?" So I wanted to see the Australian roster who they called in, and on this list, no doubt about it, Milos uh, Dejanek was there. So. This is a guy who is hopeful to go to Qatar for his for his country and a guy who needs to show he's still playing at top level. I don't think the crew are bringing him in here and he's going to sit the bench. No, that's that's no offense to Josh Williams or anybody else. Or, you know, like I'm saying, I don't know who's going to sit down between him. And obviously, I don't think it's sitting down Jonathan Mensah right away. But the amount of now you're going to have three quality center backs. The upgrade when I said he's an upgrade. Him over Vito Vermhor or anybody else. They've, you know, Lala Abubakar, who's mm-hmm. now gone. Um, or well, Lala, <laughs> yeah, Abubakar Kadis, who I was thinking of. Lala Abubakar moved on a while ago, but now they, I think, both play for the same team because I think they both went to Colorado. Anyway, your center backs for the crew. This would seem to shore things up quite a bit in that regard, and plenty of opportunities. Compressed schedule again. Welcome, Milos. We're happy to have you. But that's that's the thing that I think should be highlighted by the crew. The guy with champions, like all those photos, if they can get them of him facing Kylian Mbappe and all those guys, like that should be highlighted that this dude has played some big minutes against some big time talent. So, well, of course, and I think you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's not like we're talking about the guy's 38 years old going into his last world cup qualifier for Australia, hoping to have some swan song. This is a guy who's entering the prime of his career. I mean, yeah, you can make an argument for wingers and strikers like prime of your career probably comes when you're 21, 22, and then it lasts, you know, until you're 30. You're a center back. Like you don't enter the prime, at least from my perspective, from the outside looking in until you get 27, 28 years old, you know, yeah, that's when you really learn the position. Right? And that's what I'm saying. Like, this is a home run hire. Again, it might not get the glitz and the glam, but you're talking about what you just mentioned. Jonathan Mensa wall. Absolutely mm-hmm. love that dude. Josh Williams has played good on multiple occasions and Aloy would ri- like to have a better season than he did last year. That's a pretty formidable little back trio that you got right there. I mean, I'm not saying that it's going to happen a ton, but I wonder if they will go to a situation where they would play three defensive backs, sure, like three center backs. And then, because the other part of this is, you know, Valenzuela is probably not coming back for the crew. Milton Valenzuela probably headed to Argentina, it sounds like. And I know there's been some back and forth with that, but if he's gone, they're talking Pedro Santos might have to move back to left back. And that might be the... So at that point, then you're looking at some kind of we three, three, some sort yes. of formation. Yeah. Then you then you're doing something crazy, right? Or or at least you're going to have to be playing a guy, one of your most productive wingers, out of position. And I know they've just brought in some extra production at the wing position, but yeah, that is that is a there's going to be a lot of change on this roster on how everybody sits and where they stack up. And I know a lot of crew fans have been saying, where are the additions? Team needs to improve and get better. I feel like this would be a pretty significant addition, but maybe I'm wrong. We've done that before. We've overestimated guys' talents, but I'm excited to watch this, and I'm 
I'm hoping to see maybe another signing or two before it's all said and done. Well, you got y'all too. Remember that? I mean, a couple of weeks ago Yo-Yo we broke Bowen, that one. Yep. And, and let's see how he does on the wing, right? And this, you got Aiden Morse coming back from ACL injury. That to me is one of the biggest. Divisions. I agree, thousand percent. I cannot wait to see. Well, but yeah, between him and our tour, if both of them can be healthy, right? I mean, I don't know what our tour situation is, but I, I'm hopeful that he comes back and is also healthy. I mean, I think that that would be big as well. Um, but yeah. So lots, lots to look forward to with the crew this year and like the fact that there's some guys with big-time European experience now coming to play for the crew. Uh, let's wrap it up with, which, which we could talk about both of these very quickly, I guess. So Cristiano Ronaldo, mm-hmm. not happy with your guy, Ralph. He is frustrated he got subbed off in their win, um, at least initially, right? Yeah, so he got subbed off, I think it was the 70th minute, maybe against Brentford. So on the weekend, uh, they, they drew... Uh, they were up 2-0 on the same spot. Ralph, uh, being the genius manager that he is, decides, you know what, I'm not going to make any substitution. Bang, bang, there you go. 2-2 two, two, two draw. Uh, Philippe Coutinho continues to be the bane of my existence as a United fan. Anyways, it's a different story for a different day. And so they were up 2-0. It was the same spot in the game. And Ralph does, as any good manager will, I know that Cristiano wants to stay on the field, make a substitution that helps out your defense to protect a two-goal lead. And so that's what he did. Cristiano Ronaldo just, you know, flails and moans and doesn't even sit. So I was watching the game yesterday, of course. And I mean, he doesn't even sit on one of the nice cushy chairs that they have. He makes a whole deal. And then he sits on the, uh, he sits on the steps going up to the bench. And I I got harkened back to uh, a show when I was a kid. Hey Arnold, I don't know if you were ever uh, into that bone. You're probably a little bit too old, but I know of it. So there's a, the kid stoop kids always afraid to leave his stoop. Right. And so I just had that mental picture, like Cristiano Ronaldo literally just complaining at everything. Listen, he's one of the best goal scorers in the world. When he gets pulled off in any match, he's probably pissed off about it, the fact that he didn't get a goal. But I don't mind it from Ralph because you weren't playing that great in the game. Bruno was fantastic. You gave up a shitload of goal opportunities. You probably should have lost the game. You got lucky to get out of there with three points. I'm cool with the substitution. Fine, man. Good. Go ahead. I don't care if you pout. You always do anyways. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I don't know what he expects. I know I know that obviously being a, a world legend and having this ridiculous brand around him and everything else, but yeah, there's just going to be some days where your manager decides to pull you out. I mean, that's just, that's that's the same for everyone. I mean, I, I don't think there's, I, I don't think that anybody should be untouchable in that regard when it comes to a soccer field. So yeah, good good on Ralph. Good on Ralph for doing what he had to do. Uh, and Arsenal had a little, uh, mm. they, they, it's a little thing that seems like it's going to be a big thing yeah. because there is a, there is a player who is under investigation by the football association because of suspicious betting patterns on premier league game and uh, in their own game. Yes. Uh, the, the athletic is apparently the one who broke this story. And then there was a a confirmation of this by the football association saying there's been an alarming amount of money placed on a prop bet that made a sports book go, huh, why was there so much money on this? Mm -hmm. The bet was flagged. They reported it to the FA and then the FA said they are aware of the matter in question and are looking into it. Now, uh, the play in question is over an Arsenal player receiving a caution in Premier League play. Yeah, because apparently that's something that you can put. You can put down prop bets on players receiving yellow or red cards. Yeah. Now, I 
listen, I'm not defending this in any way, shape, or form. If you were going to try to throw something, like I can totally understand how a very competitive player could say, we're going to be in a game where we think we're going to win and win big. We, we're playing a team that's pretty bad. I know I'm starting. I know that I'll be in this game in the 50th or 60th minute, and we'll probably be up a goal or two. I can easily take a yellow, and I know how to get a yellow. Of course. I can go, I can go get in somebody's face. I can yell at the referee, and I can get a yellow card. And so I could see how a player goes, yeah, I'll probably get a yellow in this game. I, that won't hurt my team. Just, you know, you've seen professional fouls happen all the time. Right. It's still not okay because it's still you going into a game saying, I plan on taking this particular action and then making money off of it. That is, it should be illegal and it is illegal. And it's a big deal if you do that in a soccer game. But uh, yeah, so there are... You know what the best the best part of this story is? Because yeah, immediately ahead. when you, you read this and you hear about it, you're like, well, granted, Jaka gets a yellow card like every single Premier League match. So I think you can probably just, if you're a random person, throw that down for you know a good chunk of change and you're probably going to be safe about this. So Betfair tracks significant action on Granite Jaka to be carded <laughs> on the December 18th in Arsenal's match versus Leeds at plus 156 odds, which means if you put $100 down on it, you get $156 in return. $65,000 came in on Granite Jaka. That's notable because the market available at other shops was plus 188, meaning the betters took a worse price through the exchange to get big money down. At the 86th minute mark, Granite Jaka was given a yellow card for time wasting over a free kick. Right. And that's that's one where it's not even like, oh, there was a guy back. And, and he wasn't was even a bad last... foul, whatever. Right. Or, no, no, no. But like, I can, you know, those professional fouls where it's like, well, oh, he course. had to do that. Gonna grab and your jersey, it... slide you down. Not a and clear you, goal you know, scoring you're... opportunity. Immediate yellow card. Right. But it's something done because it's like, oh, crap, they got behind us. This is one where he's just literally standing over the ball and knows he's going to get a yellow card. Again, if you think you're going to be up in this game, which maybe they did looking at leads and said, yeah, that's a game we know we're going to be pretty good. And we think we can handle that. So he probably knew I'll be in this game. I'll have a chance to waste time and put a bet on it that's that's i'm not saying it's him i'm saying I am. that is okay good it's granite shaka we're breaking news we've we've cracked the case so he yeah, is he, the gift that keeps on giving by the way <laughs> he is an unbelievable specimen god love oh, that guy of course he is man he's he's uh yeah just a truly tremendous player and just the quads that are the size of i don't know tree trunks like mm-hmm. i don't I don't know how you can, I, I, every soccer player, their legs are incredible. I don't know how that, I do know how that happens. They train like insane people. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, how that's how you get big legs. Psychos, you run 10 psychos. miles at like 20 miles an hour every, every game. Yes. And then you use your feet to do literally everything in your sport. That's, that's how that happens. Good. I'm glad we answered that. Breaking news. Granite Jaka being investigated for this. Also breaking news. Soccer players, good leg strength. <laughs> Which one's the bigger shocker? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right. All right, uh, I think that's it for us. You got anything else you want to add? Nope, got nothing. Cool. All right, well, we'll talk next week about World Cup qualifying, U.S. men's national team, and freezing your ass off at uh, the lower.com field, the new crew stadium. Till then, have a great weekend. We'll see you later. It is going to be United.